Good morning. Today is Friday, February 9th. I am your host, Dana Joe, coming to you live from DJ Public Studios, located in the Mile High City, Stoneport, Colorado. Welcome to the program. So grateful to have you with us today. If you are going to be listening to this on download, I appreciate you taking the time to download. Thank you so much. Keep up all that and so you can join us live sometime. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, thank you so much for your continued love, likes, shares, and downloads. Appreciate it. So, got a lot to go over today. It is Friday! Um, let's see. All right, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a drink now. Um, so let's go over. That's um, the word of the day. Trending. Uh, we're not going to do music history today. We've got a lot of news. Super, super Bowl. A lot of food things. Um, and then I'm um, 21 favorite foods for the Super Bowl. And if we can get into a, a 14 music facts. Um, if not, we'll do that on Wednesday. But, um, excuse me. And then we'll have music. And the music is a list that you have from me. And then I will put all the information on the song. Hi, Good morning. I hope you're doing well. I know your belly's full of, um, what is it? Uh, red velvet milk? Mm-hmm. Yes, you heard me right. Red Velvet Milk. You need to b- follow him on, I don't know, all your little, your little, your TikTok and your Instagram and your Facebook. But he also does have um, Facebook's Podbean Bod- Podcast Nation. I'll mention again when there's more people in here. I am C-E-G-C-I. MJX, welcome. Um, so, oh yeah, I've never heard of it before. And he sent me a picture of it this morning. I'm like, what? I, I saw the caption. It said red velvet milk. And I was like, okay, I need to put my glasses on. And then I opened it up and it was a glass of milk. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Okay, he's on TikTok, Brian Bowling495. Hi, Bam Bam. And that's B R I A N. P-O-L-I-N-G-495 if you're listening on the download. And Instagram is B as in Brian. And then his last name, B-O-L-I-N-G-3-9. So there you go. If you're listening on the download, then you can um, give him a follow and look at all of the yummy stuff that he eats um, in Let me type. I don't do that sometimes. It highlights it and then I can't type. Um, I haven't got your refrigerator yet. I need to get a new refrigerator, so hopefully he gets it soon. All right, let's go over weather. Um, it's just started snowing, and if you saw, I just posted the most beautiful sunrise. It was so pretty, and now it's snowing. So, and it's supposed to start. They said it wasn't supposed to start until five. And then, and then it's supposed to last until Sunday. So, um, yeah, 
that sucks. Um, just promote my local restaurants and bars. Yes, and I think that's awesome. And um, he is so good at that. And it's amazing how many local places you have in your area that you go to. Um, I know there's a few that you go to, um, you show, you go to often, but you go to a lot of them. Yummy looking stuff too. All right, so yeah, we're snowing. Um, it's currently, I'm well, when I did this, this is at four. I don't know if it's any cooler. It was um, 25, it felt like 18. Um, and it says we're supposed to get light snow showers after five. It already started, and it says a high of 42. <laughs> and the storm watch is, um, like I said, from Friday, February 9th, 5 p.m. until Sunday. Um, 5 a.m. is when they sit there saying it'll stop. It cracks me up when they say that. Hi, Shorty. How are you, pretty girl? I hope you're well. Um, all right, for my family in Welland, Ontario, it is currently 49 and mostly cloudy. Skies will be cloudy, a high of 56, and it looks like you're supposed to get rain from like 10 p.m. until 12.30. So if it goes past there, get mad at them. <laughs> That's when they said. Um, for BP in Elwood City, Pennsylvania, I'm currently 48, mostly cloudy, expect partly sunny skies, a high of 65. Um, for my family and friends in Tucson, Arizona, and Phoenix, this is Tucson, 37 and clear, um, but you're under a dense fog advisory. So if you're clear, I could you be under a dense fog advisory? I don't get it, but they're saying a high of 55. Phoenix, 39 and clear, mostly sunny skies. Um, so, all right, you guys all know, I like to start the day getting you pumped up, giving you a word of the day, some quotes and stuff, and um, let me turn this That is what we're gonna do right now. And the word of the day that I have is focus and focus. So, welcome to C-P-W-Y-B-E-H-K. All right, so, focus on the ability to prevail level of light and become able to see clearly. Um, what I have is focus is a matter of deciding what things you are not going to do, and that's by John Armand. So, this is what I have to say about being focused. To be focused means to give your full attention to one particular thing. It involves concentrating your interest or your activity on something and filtering out distraction. Being focused requires careful attention and can improve the quality of your work or task. How do you do this? How do you focus on an end goal when you have distractions lurking at every corner? And it, you know, a lot of us um, have kids and those are the distractions. It seems like you can never get anything done that you want to do for yourself because you're always doing something for somebody else. Um, and then at work, you have your distractions of people that are always coming up and putting you. So when you are, um, when you're being pulled in all directions, trying to stay focused can become very stressful and sometimes overwhelming. We have to start by setting goals and we can set a clear path for our actions needed to move forward. Because the distractions will come, continue to come, we live in an age of smartphones, social media, distractions we face today are ever present and Start your day strong with a healthy breakfast and meditate and exercise. These are some goals they said to do to stay focused. Continue to focus on your outcome, remove your distractions, set up a schedule and have someone on uh, what? Oh, 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 I was like, wait a minute, what is it? 
remember when I was studying, how am I, I set, you know, I set schedules and boundaries kind of at the same time at least this. And um, somebody laughed at me because I was so busy this one week. And if, if I didn't set this schedule that I was actually, because they wanted to do something during this time, and I actually had scheduled that time to go to Costco, I swear to you, it was written in the schedule. And that was the only time that I could do it. And I had to do it then. And they were laughing at me like, wait, you made your schedule just to go to Costco. And I'm like, I have to, if I don't do this, I won't do it at this time and then I'm going to get stressed out and things will be, and it was just, it was just like, ah, so they laughed at me. But anyway, set a schedule and stick to it. Um, let's see, there will be times that life happens um, and that's okay. Be kind to yourself. Um, that's what it's all about. So um, I've been playing these for you and I have another one about staying focused and it's another one to get you pumped up for a Friday. If it will come up, here it is. When you start doing anything, Hi, Mike. first step, you're excited, you're pumped up, you're going to be consumed with that thing you're doing. A week into it, a month into it, a year into it, five years into it, many people begin to lose that fire. They get exhausted. They don't care anymore. They stop trying. So they stop the daily tasks to move toward the goal and they settle. They settled for, I guess it wasn't meant to be. They settled for, I guess I didn't want to. They settled for the easy road. They settled for mediocrity. They give up and they let it go. But I'm saying, no, you cannot be like that. You can't allow your dreams and goals to slip by like that. You must stay focused. Don't allow anything to pull you off your game plan. If you don't finally get your focus in check, if you keep wandering around distracted, if you keep looking at every new thing that pops up in your feed, if you keep trying every single new opportunity, if you keep saying yes to everything, if you keep listening to everybody's complaints, if you keep doing whatever they ask you to do, at some point, you will lose your life. You must reclaim your attention and limit it down to the very few things you care about the most. Cut off anything else that doesn't support you. Embed that long-term goal in your mind. Burn it into your soul. Think about it. Write about it. Talk about it. Hang it up on your wall. But most importantly, do something about it every single day. Start working a plan to get where you want to go and minimize everything else. Getting very clear on the mission and working the plan. Everything else, guess what it gets? A no. You tune out every voice and noise outside of yourself. And you lock your focus on this one thing. And you give it everything you've got. What is it that you need to immediately stop doing in your life to take back control of your time? Is it social media? Is it watching seven seasons of a show every week? And what do you need to start doing? What do you need to start doing every day, every week, every month, every year to be the best version of you? Because whatever you spend your time on is what determines the outcomes of your life. Disciplining yourself buys you freedom to do what you want. Sacrifice leads and gains follow. Don't bother looking for any gains when you haven't made sacrifices. You gotta get stuff up in order to go up. So the question is, what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to skip the parties, cut out the socializing, pass on doing the cool thing on the weekend with your friends? Cause that's what it's gonna take. It's gonna take you dedicating every single moment, every single ounce of energy and effort you have to pull it off. Forget about balance. You have to be
something obsessed with the thing you want and don't allow anything to pull you away from it. If you really want to win, pack your calendar because everything is based off of activity. The more you execute, the more results you will see. You break away from the pack by doing more than other people are willing to. It's impossible for you to lose if you pack your calendar with tasks to be done. Every single freaking day of the month, morning till night. You do that year after year after year, and you will undoubtedly become one of the greatest in whatever the f*** you want to do. A champion focuses only Thank you, on the BP. They don't allow anything else into their mind that won't help them win. And so if you want to be a winner, what you're focusing on throughout the course of the day has to change. What you're watching, what you're reading, what you're listening to, the conversations you're having. You must Hi, Tulin! Focused on your dreams and your goals. And it all starts with what you're doing today. Not tomorrow, not next week. Today, when you're great, you don't just focus on a year. When you're great, you don't just focus on a month. When you're great, you don't just focus on a week. You focus on the 24 hours in front of you and you work relentlessly to nail it. Most people go through life never discovering what their talents are. Most people never develop their talents. They have skills and abilities, but if you don't nurture them, if you don't develop them, they will never serve you. Your gifts can take you. Hi, Lou. How are you? Develop your gifts. We're and finishing this on staying focused. When you learn how to block things out, when you learn how to keep that eyes single, learning how to concentrate, learning how to focus in, deciding that you're going to focus to develop your skills, you'll be surprised at the ideas that will come to you, of the people that you'll be able to attract, of the opportunities that you'll be able to see. You begin to see things that have been standing there looking you in the face and say, I can't believe this has been here all this time. When you spend your energy focusing on what other people are doing instead of executing on your own opportunities, you are setting yourself up to fail time and time again. And this goes against what society is, right? Society is all about gossip. It's all about talk. It's all about who's doing what. And it's never about worrying about what you're doing. Go to a bar. What's everybody talk about? What their company's doing, what their boss is doing, what their coworkers are doing, what their aunt's doing, what their mom's doing, what their dad's doing. Nobody fucking cares and it doesn't fucking matter. That's why you don't see successful people hanging out with people like that. Because they worry about their own sh they worry about their own actions, they worry about what they execute on, and they worry about how they can get better at it. You've got to focus on you. Hi, Bella. you. As you sell yourself, every day, every day, every day, you will begin to see a difference in the things that you're doing. Selling yourself on your ability to perform a job, to achieve a certain objective. Telling yourself every day, here I go again, and I got what it takes. This is my day, so you've got to work on it. When other folk are having a good time, you've got to have the strength of character to concentrate, to read, to digest information. You should be grinding and you looking at the score. The score is what it is. The score ain't about to change because you looked at it. Keep playing the game. Yeah, Keep grinding. Yeah. Keep working. And that other stuff will take care of itself. Whatever your hands find to do, execute, execute, execute. You got to learn to feel the noise. Who cares what they say? Dominance. Who cares what they think? Dominance. You want to kill your haters? You want to shut them down? You want to kill the noise? Nothing succeeds like success. No coach, no trainer, no boss can do it. You versus you. 
decide that you're going to push yourself. You have something that you brought to the universe. And that if you decide that my life deserves my developing this what I do well and becoming the best at it and mastering myself and seeing what I have within me, I grant you that your gifts will take you places that will literally amaze you. Never, ever allow anybody to make you feel bad about being so blessed when you worked your ass off to get it. Amen. All the clubs, partying, hanging out, chopping bottles with models and all that shit, that ain't for me. I'm going to be out here running in the hot sun, practicing, playing basketball, shooting on weekends while everybody else is clubbing and hanging out. You got your focus right. Change the way you see yourself and begin to tend to the personal details. Understand that nobody's going to take care of your business better than you. Hi, Mr. A. You've got to develop yourself. You've got to talk to yourself day in and day out, selling yourself on you and on your potentials. Stay focused. Don't listen to nobody. What's on your mind, just do it. It's asking for you, you gonna get it. As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. There's no limitations. There's no excuses. Just full equity. All right. I love that guy. Um, ben Lyons Scott. Um, so that's on being focused and <clears throat> I think you just have to, you do have to distract the noise and, and sometimes get rid of some people do certain things in your life that you're, so that you're able to get through and, um, stay focused and succeed. Um, yeah, the real people will be there. They'll support you. You'll get through it and you'll be able to do it. You know what? I, I lost 70 plus pounds, <laughs> You know, and it was, it's been three years now. And the only way that I was able to do that was to freaking get at it and do it. And, and if you don't know, I mean, I don't have it easy to be able to get at it and do it. I have health issues um, that don't make it easy to walk, that don't, that doesn't make it that I can run, you know, so I used that as an excuse for the longest time. And then I pulled myself out of that and kicked some ass and became a badass and hit the gym. And um, the last almost year, I haven't been so dedicated, but this past week I've made a commitment to getting back at it and I've been doing it. So don't ever let anything, um, that's right. Unfuckwittable. Don't ever let anything or anybody tell you, you can't do what you want to do. Um, including money. Um, because you can do it. If you can do it, don't make excuses. Um, just get at it and, um, you, you'll be able to do the things that you want to do and conquer those and, a stat, I can't talk right now. I'm, I'm emotional. You'll be able to conquer those, um, get those goals and do the things that you want to do. You know what I'm trying to say? Anyway, you got this. I know you do. I believe in you. And um, if I can do it, you can do it. So there, <laughs> um, I love when people tell I can't do something. It's more motivation. You know what? That's what got me in the gym after my back surgery. I think after the year of my pity party, um, probably a year and a half of my pity party was the doctors telling me that I can't, 
you can't do this. You can't do this. And they're still doing it. Like they tell me you shouldn't. Well, hi, radio for this guy. I'm sorry. I didn't see you come in my friend. Um, they tell me all the time. Um, you don't do squats. You can't do squats anymore because my knees, um, the last seven K that I did last year, um, the next day, both of my knees swelled up. I had a stress fracture in one. And then the other one is just bone on bone. It's just, um, old age, whatever they call it. But the other one was a stress fracture. And they said, don't, you can't do squats ever again. And I'm like, uh, and I, and so then I kind of, well, when I had my knees hurting, of course I couldn't do them, but when I, they got better and I was like, wait a minute, they're telling me not to do something that is so beneficial. So I have to do, I'm learning other ways to do squats, like with the big ball behind your back up against the wall with a little bit more support and stuff. But I don't like it when they tell you you can't do something, especially doctors, because I don't know. Always question it. Always, always, always question it when a doctor tells you that. Hi, Aaron Miller. Welcome. Um, because I've learned the hard way. I've learned the hard way and have listened to them and and um, just followed their advice. And it was, you know, thinking they're God and they're not. So um, you have to do your own research and know, you know, your body, you know, your body and um, do your own research and figure out stuff. There's a lot of, um, you know, supplements and stuff that they can help you besides just medicine. So you don't need to just always pop a pill. Anyway. All right. We're going to move on to food. Oh, no, wait, we forgot. On you guys know, I love love. <laughs> so we have four days, 15 hours, 54 minutes, and three, two, one seconds until Valentine's Day. And again, like I said, um, at least for me, I hope that your guy or gal is like me. And I just like simple things. Um, so it can be at home hanging out with a nice dinner, but you know, stuff like that. Anyway, so that was Valentine's Day. Um, let's see it for food. I do the food I'm trending. Um, if you have a Tim Hortons around, um, they um, are bringing back some, we don't have them out here in Colorado, but their donuts look pretty yummy. I'm not much of a donut fan, but they're bringing back, let's see, a walnut crunch, some retro donuts, it says. And I guess uh, I'm trying to see, oh, it surely doesn't say very much. It just says um, this is their 50th anniversary, Tim Horton Foundation, and then Tim's camp. And then they have pictures of the donut. One says Dutchy, one says Walnut Crunch, um, but that's all it says. Uh, and well, it says you can also get Valentin's cards designed by talented artist Amanda Rachel Lee and Felipe Angrada which you can win and share with your loved ones. So if you're near a Tim Hortons, go check it out. But we don't have a movie here. All right. This is really gross. This is, I think this is disgusting, but maybe some people will like it. I don't know. Um, Hidden Valley Ranch. Um, and you know, Burt's Bees, Burt's Bees, like chapstick, Burt's Bees. They have everything now, lotion, toothpaste, everything. Well, Hidden Valley Ranch and Burt's Bees have launched their own ranch flavored lip balm. Oh, really? Do we really need this? Is this necessary? Um, it's not a joke. Um, you can get them for $11.99. It comes in a four pack and it's Hidden Valley Ranch flavor, crunchy celery flavor, 
fresh carrot and buffalo, fresh carrot flavor and buffalo sauce. Um, and they're $11.99. Um, ugh, I don't know. That sounds totally disgusting. I remember when I was a little girl and you could still get them. What are they? Lip, lip smackers. I think it was called lip smackers, but they were like yummy flavors. Like Dr. Pepper or strawberry or Coca-Cola. It wasn't any of this gross hidden valley. Wow. That sounds so disgusting. I'm sorry. No, um, that's gross. I'm not going to spend $12 on that. Um, but anyway, if you want to, here's another gross one. And this one, um, I read on, and I believe you can only get it online. Um, cause I was like, where do you find this at? And it's only, um, online at givethembeer.com. It is, um, truly, um, you know, the hard seltzers. I've never had one before. And it looks like it's only a four pack. Um, truly hard seltzer and it's hot wing sauce. Um, hard seltzer and it already sold out it was a limited edition release of hot wing sauce flavored seltzer and it immediately sold out and um they said don't worry we're restocking oh so gross um and oh yeah it is a four pack and it sells for 24 dollars um let's see Oh, and you can only find it. It can only be delivered if you're in California, Florida, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York. Um, so you guys are lucky. That's so gross. That's <laughs> so gross. I don't know. Um, yeah, why? Hmm. I don't know. I guess they just try to. That's just so weird. Anyway, we're going to move on. Get off of my screen. Um this is, if you have Sonic, here's the next one. Um, Reba McIntyre, the queen of country, has released her Reba Sweetheart meal just for um, Valentine's Day. Now, I guess it's it's a, a chocolate-covered strawberry shake paired with um, Sonic cheeseburger and tots, and you can get it um, starting February 12th. Um, does it end February 12th through March 3rd? You can go get it. Um, so yeah. All right. I don't know how you would get the chunks of chocolate look really super big. I don't know how they would come through that straw, but all righty. Um, and then, um, Aaron not doing his sport thing today. Oh no. Aaron is taking a little break from doing his sports. Um, so yeah, thanks for asking though. He, uh, I thought you were, had a message for the other Aaron in here. Thank you, Mike. I'm going to tell him that. Um, so uh, I don't know. Are you all going to watch the Super Bowl on um, Sunday? And if you are, who are you rooting for? Uh, we're rooting for um, San Francisco. No Chiefs in this house. Um, but this thing they were talking about the favorite Super Bowl snacks. The favorite snacks that people like. Um, I'm not watching it. I usually am in the kitchen, Lou, so I usually don't end up watching it. Um, it's, you know, I just think it's going to be a whole lot of Taylor Swift. I'm surprised they didn't cut. I'm surprised they didn't cut cut Usher, kick him right out, and say, "Okay, Taylor, come on, dance on the stage for us." Kick him right out of there. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot of Taylor Swift on the TV. They're going to be watching a lot of her and seeing what she does. Um, but they're saying these are some of the 
the favorite Super Bowl snacks, um, buffalo wings. Yeah, I guess so. This next one, I'm sure I'm like, wait, what? Um, how do you say this? Cute, It's the fancy one, like charcuterie, but this one is cuter. Here, I'm copying it. <laughs> well, I just say a veggie tray. It's a damn veggie tray. It's not this damn fancy thing. What is this? It's one of those, but it's a damn freaking veggie tray, you know, carrots, celery. What else do they have on there? Cucumbers, those little baby bell peppers that would make my throat close up. Tomatoes. Yeah, it's a veggie tray, not a cuter. Is it a cuterie? A cuterie? Scoochie bush. <laughs> is this cuterie? A cuterie? But I know that's not a, that's not charcuterie. That's, this is a whole different word because <laughs> I kind of got the charcuterie. Isn't it a charcuterie? A charcuterie? A coochie board? I don't know. It's one of those. Anyway, um, deviled eggs they're saying is a big um, Super Bowl snack. I had no idea. I've never, ever been to a Super Bowl party where they had deviled eggs. Sorry. It's usually just... Deviled eggs usually start coming out right after Easter because you have all those hard-boiled eggs. So you have them right after Easter, and then Thanksgiving you have them, and sometimes Christmas. But I've never had them at Super Bowl. I think because maybe they're kind of gassy. And then <laughs> fried pickles. Oh, my gosh. You know what, BB? Right now at Costco, they have a big box of fried pickles because they sent me this thing in the mail, and I'm looking through it, and it's like, oh. <gasps> Pickles. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't need fried pickles, but I love fried pickles. And I have an air fryer. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this would be so great. So I don't know if I want to go there today or not, because I think it's going to be too busy. My wife's friend has a small business making those and I call them coochie boards. <laughs> yeah, you can make all kinds of coochie boards. You can make hot chocolate coochie boards. You can make Easter coochie boards. You can make Valentine's Day coochie boards. Boards, cooch boards all over the place. I bet you she's got a good business. Yeah, I know. Fried pickles. Yummy. Um, so I don't know. I know if I go to Costco, it's going to be way too um, busy. Do you like the spear around? Um, I like them both, but sometimes the spear ones are really hard to find. Um, they don't like, they need to make them right when you order them or else they get soggy. So that's what I'm, I was like, you make it right when I'm ordering it and bring it right out. So I, I like them both, but I kind of like the little round ones because I just put them in the ranch and yum, yummy. I like sweet and spicy pickles. Oh, I've never had sweet and spicy. I've had spicy ones. I like just the spicy ones. Are yummy. I'm a little spicy. I like those. <laughs> yeah. Coochie boards and fried pickles. All right. Back to our list. <laughs> what was next? Deviled eggs. We already went over that. Um, egg rolls. Who the heck has ever gone to a, a, a Super Bowl party and had egg rolls? Although they're very yummy, I'm not saying they're not good. I've just have never seen egg rolls at a Super Bowl party. Um, but you can also make all different kinds of egg rolls, too. You can make cheeseburger egg rolls, pork, pork and chili egg rolls, all kinds of yummy egg rolls. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, but I've never really seen one before. Okay. Oh, here we go. Fried pickles. Here we go, BP. Fried pickles. Um, yummy. Um, French fries. Oh, another one of my favorite 
French fries are just a comfort food for me. I'll take French fries, tater tots, steak fries, any kind of fries. If I just don't feel good, that's what I want. It's like, but not from, I have to, I don't usually, I just put them in my air fryer and eat them. They're yummy that way. I don't go to like a, a restaurant and get them because they're usually too greasy. Um, buffalo chicken egg rolls. Yes. Yum. See that looks, the ones they're showing are Chinese egg rolls. Um, all those other kinds sound much better. Um, guacamole, of course. Um, what the heck is that? Oh, oh, it, it's a jalapeno popper, but it's like a little, um, like a little quarter, like the little, you know, the pickles we were just talking about. It's not long, like a normal jalapeno popper. I've never seen one like that before, like a little coin. Weird. Um, I guess it's just a little slice of jalapeno with some cream, with a lot of cream cheese. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, what is this? Oh, fried mac and cheese bites. Okay, now we're getting fancy. I've never seen those either or had them before. I've never had that before. Um, hmm. Interesting. Uh, meatballs. Never seen those at a game either. Uh, get all these Hello Fresh ads. Mozzarella sticks. Eh, eh. I like them, but they're all right. Um, I, I you always see this one, the seven layer dip. That's always. It's like always, always, always at um, Super Bowl parties. You see the seven layer layer dip. You know what I saw that was really interesting, although it, it's a lot of bread. This chick, she took um, uh, Pillsbury, I guess, has uh, French bread dough, like in one of those cans you hit and it pops open. Um, so they were long tubes of French bread. So she took three of those and then she took like a, um, a spinach artichoke dip that she just bought, like a big jug, you know, the big things of you get at the store. So she took those three, those three bread, one of them, she's, she flattened out flat. And then the next two, she just opened them up and then placed them on top of the flat one so that both ends touch so that you're looking down and it almost looks like the shape of a football. Then she, um, cuts off all around the, the two big fat ones. So now it's just the football, all the edges are off. She uses those little scraps for the ties to go across. So she bakes it for a little bit so it gets crispy. Then she pulls it out, puts the dip in there, and then puts little the, the extra dough across the top so it's like the stripes of a football and bakes it until it's done. So it's like bread. Um, I, I'm pretty, I think I saved it. I'll post it on the Dean and Joe Facebook page. It looks easy, but man, it's a lot of bread, I guess. And then I guess you could tear it off and eat it. But um, so if you're into that, it's looked pretty easy to do. Um, I know I didn't explain it. It's hard to explain. I, I was showing you with my hands, but you couldn't see me. Um, anyway, seven layer dip. Um, what is this? Oh, nachos. We're going to make some nachos. We'll have some nachos for sure. Um, man, every other ad is for HelloFresh. Um, onion rings. I, I, I love onion rings, but I've never gone to a party and had them there before, but yeah, they sound good. Um, and, uh, nowadays, I don't know if you guys have air fryers, but, um, I just got one this past year and it's a ninja one and I love it. It does all kinds of stuff. It bakes and 
dehydrates and does all that. But I think I've, I've only used it as the air fryer. Um, but it, um, it's pretty great. <clears throat> um, oh, and now I've used it as um, baking and reheating something and it does it really super fast. Oh, pigs in a blanket. Um, yeah, for sure. These are always on there. Um, these ones, but the ones that I remember growing up with in the, when we were growing up and we, my mom had five of us, she just got a regular hot dog and cut it and then wrapped it up in, um, bread dough and stuff. These look like, um, oh, oh, Tulin. It's out of mistake. Oh, okay. Um, let me go back here. These look like they're in puff pastries in the, those little wieners. You know, those little teeny cocktail hot dogs you get. So they look a little fancy. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, potato skins. Um, these look really super yummy. I don't think these are so easy to make, though. They're, they look good, but the, you mean you have to bake a bunch of potatoes and scrape them all out and then put all the stuff together. I think that's a lot of time. I don't, I don't have time for that right now. I don't have time for that. Um, pretzels. Oh, you know what? I'm going to have pretzels for sure because I bought this big box of don't ever go to Costco hungry because at one time it was probably three months ago, I bought this huge box of pretzels and they're all shapes and sizes of little pretzels. And I think there's dips in there. I don't know, but they had a sale on them and I, I'm like, Oh, these look so good. So we're going to finally eat those. Um, bacon, ham, potato skins. Ooh, that sounds yummy. Um, little weenies was BS's, Nick, BS's in high school. Who's BS? Little weenie. BS. Oh, BP. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. So we're going to have pretzels. Um, queso. Oh, you know what? Yes. And you know what? I'm making queso too, um, because I got a, um, recipe for copycat, um, chilies queso and I love chilies queso. So I'm going to try to make it. I'll tell you how it, it, how it comes out. You know what? I could post that recipe too. You know what? I hate that Mr. A. It happens all the damn time. And if I'm, if I don't have my glasses on and I'm using my phone and then I push send, I look at it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, these people are going to think I'm drunk because it changes everything. I'm like, I wish it wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wish it wouldn't do that. Just automatically correct it to what it wants to do. Salsa, of course, that's a, um, a staple. Um, little sliders. Um, yeah, those look yummy. Um, what is this? Oh, spinach artichoke dip. Yep. All right. Look at that. Perfect time, right? Right for music to start. All right. So um, this list um amazon put together for me i guess uh i just took some songs off of it and then went and researched the songs for you um <clears throat> excuse me I'm trying to bring this up real quick there we go i hope this all matches yes um it's mostly 80s music um which is funny because i haven't been researching any 80s music so but they put this together for me um and the first song that i have is called um soul salvation um it's by the english beat or the beat depending on which country you live in um the song soul salvation by the beat explores themes of love understanding and patience personal empowerment and um societal change the lyrics touch on the 
um, challenges faced in relationships and the potential for growth and salvation through communication and tolerance. So let's listen to it. Here is the English beat or the beat Soul Salvation. Photography that English be consistently tackling um, themes of social commentary and personal introspection. Soul Salvation was born out of a desire to address the pressures and expectations society imposes on individuals. Man, that hasn't changed at all. The band aimed to instill a sense of hope in encouraging listeners to question social norms while seeking a deeper understanding of themselves. So salvation, the English speak of the album. I can't take, I wait, I just can't stand it. <laughs> 1980. This actual song didn't um, chart anywhere in Canada or in the U.S. Wasn't one of their popular ones, so I like it. All right, so the next one, um, I just, it's funny because how they put this together for me because I had, Forgot about these people. I haven't heard in such a long time. Like these guys. Um, the song is <coughs> that's not the song. The song is Love Comes in Spurts by Richard Hell and the Void Oids. Oh my gosh, I have a tickle in my throat. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Love Comes in Spurts conveys the bitter, sweet, and turbulent aspects of love. It explores the speaker's experience <laughs> with love's intensity and pain, illustrating um, be, um, the distance between the longing for love and the harsh reality that often accompanies it. Let me play it so I can drink something. Here is Love Comes in Spurts, Richard Hell in the Voidoids. Voidoids? I think that's how you say it. Here it is. I was a child, you 
Welcome, ADVIK. Good to have you. I've never heard of these guys before. She's really snowing out there now. All right, Richard Hull and the Voidoids, known for their raw and unapologetic approach to music, perfectly captured the accents of love, duality in this track. The urgency in Richard Hell's vocals and the regardless guitar riffs combine to create a relentless energy that mirrors the intensity of love itself. All right, well... That's love comes in spurts. <laughs> Richard L. and the Voyoids off the album Blank Generation, 1977. This one didn't chart either. Um, most of these charted in the UK, but not in the um, United States or Canada. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. Now, this next one, um, I never heard of these guys either. Um, Sham 69. Uh, the song is If the Kids Are united um this has been called shamsi's nice finest song and it is hard to disagree rather than simply rebellious punk they say it is true youth anthem including a football type chant it reached number nine on the uk singles chart i'm um, running three minutes and eight seconds it was co-written by the regular team of jimmy percy and Dave Parsons. It was released as Polydor's label in July of 1978, backed by Sunday Morning Nightmare. A cover version was released by the German punk band Ty Doltenhosen, Ty Doltenhosen <laughs> on Virgin label in 1992, along with the individual and Blackpool. So here is Sham 69, If the Kids Are United. So if the kids um, are united, highlights the power of unity, urging young people to understand, support, and fight for one another in order to overcome social divisions and create a better future. Sham 69, if the kids are united, off the album, The Adventures of the Hirschman Boys, 1978, charted number nine in the UK. I think they might have put some of these together from when I did a couple of punk shows. 
So I don't know. Um, the next group, I totally, totally know these guys. Totally, like totally, man. Um, no, I went and saw them actually um, with uh, the B-52s and the Go-Go's and it's the Psychedelic Furs. Um, the song is Pretty in Pink. We all know this one. Most of us do. Richard Butler recalled in an interview how this song got co-opted onto the Pretty in Pink movie. We did the song and we were very pleased with it. It wasn't that we weren't disappointed. It wasn't a hit to begin with at that point. We didn't know what was going on or whether any of them were singles or whether we were that kind of band. A few years later, Molly Ringwald took it to John Hughes and said, I love this song. We should use it for a movie. He took it away, listened to it and wrote Pretty in Pink which totally got a whole new, got the wrong thing, he said. It was nothing like the spirit of the song at all. It really is hard to say whether it was um, damaging for us. I suppose we got tied in with the story of the film. And if that's what people thought the story was about, I didn't look much further than that. They were getting a very false impression. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit what it's supposed to be about. Well, here it is first, Pretty in Pink, the psychedelic first. Daddy Hook, good morning, good to see you. I was just gonna say, I hope your family is well. So, yeah, um, if you know the film, it's nothing about what the song is really about. The song is really about a girl who sleeps around a lot and thinks that she's popular because of it. It makes her feel empowered somehow and popular. In fact, the people and she's sleeping with her, laughing at her behind her back and talking about her. So that's what the song is about. Pretty and Pink, Psychedelic Furs, off the album, Talk, 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 1981. It would chart 41 in the U.S. and 61 in Canada. All right, we're going to move on. 
All right, so the next band um, that they put on this list for me, um, it's Susie and the Banshees. And yes, I loved me some Susie and the Banshees. The song is Spellbound. Um, Spellbound is a song, of course, by Susie and the Banshees. The group wrote it and co-produced it with Nigel Gray. It was released in 1981 by the record label Polydor as the first single from the band's fourth studio album, Juju. The album's spooky vibe laid the groundwork for a horror-obsessed goth bands that cropped up in the Juju's awake, but none of them did justice to the Banshee's vision, according to Susie. Juju did the horror theme to it, but it was a psychological horror and nothing to do with ghosts and ghouls. We were quite confident with the image we were putting across, and we started to play it with that bit she explained in 2006 i've i've always thought that one of the greatest strengths was our ability to craft tension in music and subject matter so here is spellbound susie and the banshees From the cradle bar, it's called beckoning voices and spinning. You have no choice. is featured in the end credits of the final fourth season of Stranger Things, The Piggyback, and the end credits of the fourth season of True Blood, Spellbound. It is also played on the radio in the background of the 2022 film Empire of Light. English pop band Duran Duran covered the song in their 2023 album, Deus Cabre. Susie and the Banshees, Spellbound, off the album Juju, 1981. It charted 64 in the U.S., didn't chart in Canada, but 22 in the U.K. All right, we're going to move on to the next song that they put on this list. Um, and it's Spandau Ballet, another band I haven't heard in a long time. And the song, To Cut a Long Story Short, is what it's called. Um, it debuted um, single by the English band Spandau Ballet. 
excuse me, um, it was re released on October 31st, 1980. The band began recording the song before they were signed to a record label because of the interest they had generated with um, the debut concerts from patrons of excuses, exclusive weekly London nightclub, The Blitz. Um, so here it is to cut a long story short, Spandau Ballet. Oh yeah, I remember this one. It's not one of their their famous ones, but I remember it. Aussie man, hi, Haven for you. How are you? Hi, Natalie. I hope you and the llamas are well. <laughs> Have you lost your mind, Ozzy? I know. I have to see where you're at. Um, Peter told me that you guys moved. Okay, now for you, anybody that's new to the podcast, A Haven for Heroes. Um, I don't know if you have to, if you could shoot in there your Instagram. Um, all last year, uh, the money that we got for the Dina Joe podcast, we donated to the llamas. Um, and they're so cute. Oh, I love them. All right, so to cut a long story short, it touches on the psychological aftermath of war and the tolls it takes on individuals. It highlights the theme of losing one's sense of self and the lasting scars that remain long after the battle ends. To cut a long story short, Spandau Ballet, off the album Journeys to Glory, 1980, it would chart in the U.S. at number 28. <laughs> Now this next one, it was so funny because um, <laughs> when I was first listening to this list, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have not heard this song. It's explicit, you guys. It's since the 80s, the early 80s. Um, and I sent it to Bam Bam. I'm like, oh my gosh, do you remember this guy in this song? It's Ian Dury. Um, the song is called Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Um, so Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll was the first single released by Ian Dury and has become a, his anthem. His solo debut album, New Boots and Panties, 
Um, it was released a month later. And I think I remember it so much because that's when it worked in the Tower Records during that time um, without including the single. Um, Dory felt that including singles on subsequential albums was cheating the fans out of something they've already paid for. So Sex and Drugs and the album were released as Dury's solo effort as he didn't have a proper backing up for the band yet. On the following tour, now with full band, his backing band was now the Blockheads after the song's album. <laughs> Later release were subsequent releases of Ian Dury and the Blockheads. So here is Ian Dury and the Blockheads, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. I know you guys will know it once you hear it. Oh, there you go, guys. There's the Haven for Heroes dot um, org website. Thank you. I know I have that somewhere. I could have put that in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you getting a lot of snow? I'm shocked. I was. It was not snowing like crazy right now. I just wasn't wait. It wasn't supposed to come until after five. <laughs> you don't like. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. It's very good and gay. Clothing ought to make you pretty. You can cut the clothing. Clay is such a pity. I should wear the clothing of Walter Walter Nitty. So the goodness is a sign and feeling. It's going to fit. Oh my gosh, already four inches. Ah! And it's not supposed to stop until Sunday. <laughs> so, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll by Andrew explores the themes of defiance, pleasure, and rejection. <laughs> it celebrates the pursuit of personal fulfillment through indulgence of hedonistic pleasures. So anyway, it all, it just made me laugh because it made, reminded me of growing up. Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll, Ian Dury off the album, the Stip Records box set, 1977. <laughs> Take you down memory lane. Sing it, Ian. I am not about to do those. All right. The next one, I know you guys have heard by the Go-Go's, but I'm not sure you've heard it by Fenboy 3, and it's Our Lips Are Sealed. Um, Our Lips Are Sealed is a song co-written by Jane Whelan, the guitarist of the Go-Go's, and Terry Hall, who she was dating at the time, the singer of the specials and Funboy 3. Um, it was first recorded by the Go-Go's as their opening track on their album, Beauty and the Beat, in 1981, and was their debut American single in 19, um, 
1981, <laughs> 1983, Hall's band, um, Fun Boy 3, released their version of um, Our Lips Are Sealed, issued as a single, and the track became a top 10 hit in the United Kingdom, ba um, best recorded by the Go-Go's, um, which made it to number 47 in the UK. So here is Fun Boy 3, Our Lips Are Sealed. I kind of like this version. John McCain was in McCain, 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 welcome. And I said John McCain. I was like, wait, what? reminder that it is important to trust yourself and your relationships and that the only opinion that should matter is the one that is closest to you. This is Our Lips Are Sealed by Fine Boy 3 off the album Waiting 1983. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. It's a little bow wow wow, but it's not the one you're thinking. Um, the song is Go Wild in the Country. Go Wild in the Country conveys a yearning of freedom, adventure, and more authentic connection with the natural world. It criticizes urban life and uh, consumerism while advocating for a return to primitive, independent, and unrestrained lifestyle. The song's culture and historical significance lies in its representation of the punk slash new wave movement and its rebellious um, at this. Um, so here is Go Wild in the Country. Bow, wow, wow. Where is it? <laughs> there it is. Thank you, Daddy Hall. Thank you, Mike. I don't know why when I heard this song and she's like, I don't want this. Like, I 
Which reminded me of that girl in Willy Wonka, that little bratty girl who I want this and that and that. The one that turned into a blueberry. <laughs> All right, well, that's Bow Wow Wow. Go wild in the country. Um, it says Bow Wow made their first appearance in the um, Top of the Pops on February 11, 1982, performing this song um, with lead singer Annabella Lewin debuting her trademark mohawk hairdo. The song remained on the UK singles for 13 weeks, peaking at number seven. Um, yeah, so uh, it was off the album. Sea Jungle, Sea Jungle, go join the gang. Yeah, cities over, go a crazy. What the heck is that? <laughs> I swear, that is the name of the album. Sea Jungle, Sea Jungle, go join the gang. Yeah, cities over, go ape crazy. It was in 1982. <laughs> Golly, that was a long title. All right, the next one. I love these guys pulling muscles from the shelf. I just put the CD away. I was packing it. Um, yeah, according by Squeeze. According to Squeeze's lyrics, sis. Chris Delford, the song was inspired by a vacation or, as he says, holiday with his parents. Um, sent him on Margate, which is a seaside resort in Kent, England. Um, he said he stayed in the caravan at the holiday camp. Um, there was a club there where bands played and the song reflected the atmosphere of the traditional working class get away from it all weekend. It was the first time I had really looked up to the sky to see what it was like. Um, it was a beautiful dark sky and I felt amazing to be away from London. So here's Squeeze um, pulling muscles from the shell. Tiptoe 
muscles from the shell. Says the famous piano part of this song was performed by Jules Holland, who is the original member of Squeeze. Holland would later tour with his own rhythm and blues orchestra and went on to host the UK's music program later, the Jules Holland. This is pulling muscles from the shell. Squeeze off the album Agarbargy. I think that's what it says. 1980. All right. This next one, um, I'm playing it again just because I like it, but we played it last week when we had um, Clash Day, International Clash Day, um, London Calling. Um, the song was written by Joe Strummer and Mick Jones. The title alludes to the BBC Wars a service station identification. This is London Calling, which was used during World War II, often in broadcasts to occupied countries. The song also serves to encourage listeners to not remain complacent and to take action in order to protect themselves and avoid tragedy. The repetitive, the lines on London Calling and the contrast between the urgency of the warning and the hopefulness of the bridge, now get this, convey the idea that London, a beckon hope of guidance, is the light of the world in otherwise dark and uncertain times. All right, here is London Calling, The Clash. Thank you, Daddy Hawk. Thank you, Mike. was recorded in Wessex studio located in the former church hall in Highbury in North London. The studio had already proven to be a popular location for the Six Pistols, who are coming up next, the Pretenders, and Thomas Robinson Band. The single was produced by Guy Stevens and engineered by Bill Price. London Calling, The Clash, off of the album London Calling in 1979. Oh, I love that part. All right, now I can cut it off. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. The next one, um, I said six, but Sex Pistols are up next. Pretty Vacant is the song. Um, this was the third single released by the Sex Pistols, one of the most controversial bands in Britain or anywhere. Um, the pioneers of the new angry genre, it says, which became known as punk rock. Um, Pretty Vacant was written by bass player Glenn Maddock, um, replaced by Sid Vicious after this album was released. Um, and the lead singer John London, um, but credits to the entire group per conversation. Uh, yeah, that's what it says. Matlock admitted in an interview, um, I kind of misunderstood what the song was all about. You got to put the song in context of what was going on for a bloke like me in the mid 70s in London with a three day week and the IRA bombings and power cuts against the fact that I was a young man who met some interesting people who were trying to form a rock and roll band. Pretty Vacant is a primal scream kind of thing. We don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do it anyway. All right, here's the Sex Pistols, Pretty and Vacant. song reached number six in the UK singles chart and marked the band's first appearance on the British chart music TV program Top the Pops. The song gained attention of the vocalist John Lennon's phrase, vacant, emphasizing the last syllable to sound like a vulgar word. The see you next Tuesday word. That's what they're saying. Let's, let's listen. Oh, I don't think it's that bad. Anyway, Pretty and Vacant, Sex Pistols, off the album, Never Mind the Bullocks. Here are the Sex Pistols, 1977. <clears throat> All right, we're going to move on. 
another band that I love this guys echo and the bunny man bring on the dancing horses um the dancing horseless um headless and all alone are statues says the lead singer Anne. um it's I wanted to call one of my sons Anne, and my ex-husband said now because they're going to be teasing him calling him peeing so you can't call him in so I didn't, but I still like the name. Um, it's about the way people would sooner look at statues than themselves. Um, we refer things that tell us about ourselves. Um, it's the thing that how we think about art is very important. A life without art, who would know what it would be like? We think that the Mona Lisa is this thing that's valuable when something else isn't. Hmm. All right, so here is Bring on the Dancing Horses um, with P and Ann and the Echo and the Bunny Men. Here they are. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that are named in the song, Jimmy Brown, Charlie Clown, and Billy. Ian said in an interview, it's about, are we statues or are we human? Not like the killers, but it's about our heart and our soul. Jimmy Brown made of stone. Jimmy Brown, I'm someone else. I'm the, I'm the one who's just shivering and saying the words of every lie I've heard. That is Bring on the Dancing Horses by Echo and the Benny Men off the album Songs to Learn and Sing, 1985. All right, we're going to move on to the next one, and it's Turning Japanese. Oh, my gosh, I remember. By the Vapors. <sighs> okay. This is, okay, one of the more misinterpreted songs of all time. Um, words um, was that turning Japanese, okay, refers to the Asian facial features people get, okay, guys, at the moment of climax, all right? Um, it goes a little bit more, but that's, I'm going to leave it at there. Um, when they asked the Vapors about this song, they explained that it is 
a love song about someone who has lost their girlfriend and was going slowly crazy. Totally different. So it doesn't mean what the first one was. Lead singer um, Dave says, turning Japanese is all the cliches about angst and youth and turning into something you didn't expect to. It is inspired by Felton's relationship problems. So it has nothing to do with climaxing. Okay, so here is turning Japanese by the Vapors. I had never heard that before. I just remember going to the little dance clubs and dancing. Um, you wrote, I love you. I love me too. And then it's different, and there's nothing else to do. Your hair is brown. Yeah, it's a hazel. So sweet to smell. I don't think it's you when there's no one else around. I got your picture. I got your picture. I found a million of them up for myself. I'm willing to take a picture. So I can look at you from inside as well. I wonder if culture, the cancel culture would have, I mean, you don't really hear this song very much anymore. Um, it says that it turns up in the weirdest places like an episode of Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh my gosh, I took my kids to meet Bill Nye the Science Guy at, at Barnes and Noble. Um, it was Weird Al, it, they Weird Al'd it into a song about electricity. It also was in a Dr. Pepper commercial um, and a KFC commercial. Um, and the song also was featured in Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, Beverly Hills Ninja, and Charlie's Angels, Turning Japanese of the Vapors off the album. New Clear Days, 1980. All right, so I have one last one, if this will turn off, um, that I know we all love this song. Um, the Proclaimers, I'm going to be 500 miles. The Proclaimers are the Scottish twins, Craig and Charlie Reed. The song is about being devoted to a woman and wanting to spend the rest of her, your life with her. And it is all sung in a very heavy Scottish accent. In the line, I'm going to be the one who's hovering, havering, havering for you. Havering means babbling on. Um, however, several U.S. radio stations initially refused to play the song as they thought havering meant something much more naughty. Um, Craig and Charlie Reed wrote the bulk of the song while they were sitting in a flat um, waiting for a lift to Aberdeen. So here are the proclaimers. I'm gonna be 500 miles. Welcome, D U U Q S Y A. Hi. Yeah. 
Well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who gets up next to you. If I heave up, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who's heavering to you. But I will walk 500 miles and I will walk. Hi, Davidson. He says, I'll pass on almost every penny onto you. Almost every penny. <laughs> Well, this um, was a hit in the U.S. after being featured on the movie Benny and June after the directors heard the song being played on his personal stereo of Mary Ann Watts. What is her last name? Waterston? Waterston. Watson? And the Proclaimers had no idea it would be featured in the film. The song was adopted as the theme song by um, the Hibernian Football Club in Scotland. I thought her last name was different for some reason. What? Waterston? I don't know. Anyway. Everybody sing it. Just a piece of money walks a thousand miles to fall down at your door. That's the Proclaimers off the album, Sunshine on the Left, 1988. Charted number three in the U.S. After that movie, of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right that is part of the list that they put together for me thank you amazon um that's just funny i haven't listened to any of the songs in such a long time i gotta look at the rest of the list that they put together um but i hope you guys enjoyed it i did um thank you so much for coming in and being with me today i appreciate you guys so very much I'm going to leave you guys like I always leave you if I can find it. Um, it always wants to go to a creepy laugh and it's just not the same. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. And if nobody's told you lately, you are loved and appreciated. And I really do mean that. Um, thank you, Mike. I love you too. Um, South Osman, you know, I love you. Um, Natalie, I love you too. Give those Give those llamas a little cuddle in alpacas. And bam, bam, I hope you're doing okay. You're getting your refrigerator BP. I love you too. I hope you guys have a great day. Be safe out there. Um, watch your back. Watch everybody that you love. We live in a crazy world. Um, and if you're in Colorado, be safe driving. It is snowing like crazy. Um, I love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.